Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. I am Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, a few weeks ago, I think it was with you, maybe it was with James, but I talked about a new video from the Washington, D.C. production uh, that's upcoming of the new musical Gun and Powder. Oh, yeah, I that think features, I was there. Yeah, it features Soleil Pfeiffer and Emmy Raver Lampman as the Clark sisters. Um, and it's getting ready to have its um, first preview. Actually, while we're recording, it is actually having its first preview at Washington, D.C.'s Signature Theater. Now, normally I wouldn't, you know, do two recommendation-y type things for shows um, that are having out-of-town tryouts or whatever. Um, but I've been hearing some rumblings that this show, Ooh, um, even before it has its first preview, is New York Bound. I don't know. It this feels more like an off-Broadway show, um, maybe an off-Broadway show that could go to Broadway eventually. It feels more like it would make an off-Broadway run first, but uh, I'm just hearing some rumblings that, assuming everything goes well in DC and perhaps even if it doesn't, um, there are already groundworks <laughs> I mean, being God laid. God knows, only completely perfect and pristine shows come to right. New York. Exactly. Oh God. Um, but I, I'm hearing that that might be on someone's schedule somewhere in New York as early as this fall. So that's pretty keep cool. that in mind. Yeah, so keep that wasn't in mind. Wasn't expecting that at all. So yeah. digging it uh, again. Unconfirmed. Sure. Just hearing some some fairly interesting rumblings. Like the producers' plans have changed so significantly that something else that might have been happening isn't happening in mm. favor of coming to New York. So. Keep that in mind for what it is. Um, it's got a great, obviously, those two stars, Soleil and Emmy, directed by Robert O'Hara, who's one of the best directors and playwrights out Incredibly there working. so, yes. And um, it is running last night, Feb uh, January 28th through February 23rd. In the show notes, we will have a new video um, that Soleil and Emily or and Emmy um, recorded. It's a different song than the original one. So you can check that one out. Into it. Yeah. Something else that I'm very much into is uh, our Patreon because I have, I did oh, book that other interview. That. Yeah. Yeah. I booked an, the other interview that I was teasing uh, the other day with a former Tony winner. That interview will be happening on Wednesday Ooh. afternoon. It has a very quick turnaround. So it will be showing up in the Patreon feeds actually before the Eden Espinosa one. Um, but those, wow. they will probably both be dropping this week, first in Patreon, then in um, the regular feed, perhaps over this weekend. So a Tony winner, been gone from the stage for a few years as I'll tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a woman. She has been gone for the, from the theatrical stage for a few years doing a television show that also features a ton of other Broadway stars. Um, so if you can figure out who that hmm. is, um, maybe you'll have some magic to do and we can talk about it on the <laughs> that, pates. That was going to be my guess. So I'm that glad is, I got it right. <laughs> you got it right. Yeah, so. Anyway, if you want to hear that interview. My thought uh, was Madam Secretary too, when you said it. Yeah, of course. Cause yeah. every broad, like everybody exactly. on that show is a Broadway star. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you. Um, want to raise your voice and uh, contribute to our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadway.com slash Patreon. And of course, while you're checking things out on the interwebs, you have to go over to cfapod.com because today on Broadway, all this week is being brought to you by Welcome to the Rock, the eight-part podcast series featuring behind-the-scenes interviews 
chronicling the creation of the global hit musical Come From Away. This, of course, is produced by our friends over at Curtain Call in London, uh, John Schwab and, and Matt Humphreys. The show is one of the most bingeable, delightful, entertaining, and insightful things you can ever put in your ear holes. Um, I wow. love I love That's John. That's quite the endorsement. That should be their pull quote. <laughs> John John knows that I love him. Um, I, I wish that he lived stateside more often because I I love hanging out with him and talking to him about stuff. Um, we've had a great couple hangouts. One in Florida, one in New York. Um, and I, I love those guys and what they do. And, and uh, I'm just so jealous of their access. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Curtain Call, and I won't take very long because I want to get into the news, but they literally go behind backstage during performances in the West End and all over London and record interviews backstage while I the show that. is going on. Love that. It is amazing. Matt's an actor, and, or I mean, John's an actor, and Matt is a photographer. So he takes photos of these interviews backstage while they're happening. And I mentioned their book the other day, their book is amazing. Um, so from a, from a few seasons ago. Um, but the, the audio is amazing. You can hear them doing stuff in the background. They are often in, in doing interviews like before and after the UK equity mandated warmups. Um, it's just so cool. I love their podcast that's and really I'm so cool. jealous that the, of the access that they that's, get to do. That's kind of my dream job right there. I mean, yeah, like totally. That, that level of behind the scenes. Hey, if you ever need an assistant or something, <laughs> I, I need a new country to move to. Yes. So. Well, there you go. John is a regular listener, so hopefully uh, you will hear this. So. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some news, Ashley. First, we have a trio of stories about theater coming to screens, both large and small. First, the news that got both you and me incredibly excited on the Twitter machine yesterday. Variety My reported, ears started tingling. <laughs> Variety reported three new additions to the cast of the Lin-Manuel Miranda-directed Tick, Tick, Boom film currently getting ready to start development uh, for Netflix. First, Joshua Henry... The Great and the Good, Joshua Henry, boards the film in a role named Roger, which mm -hmm. is not a character in the original three-person show. Right. Michael and Susan play multiple parts in there, um, but they none of them are named Roger. Very interesting that the character's name is Roger, of course, because yeah, Tick, Tick, right. Boom was written by... Um, by Jonathan Larson, who also went on to write Rent, yes. which features a character Roger. very, yeah, prevalently named Roger. Yeah. Doubt that that's re I, not. I doubt that that's not related. I, but I don't imagine he's playing, you know, Adam Pascal or anything. Right. Um, the next casting edition is the equally great and good, perhaps even better. Sorry, Joshua, Judith Light. She Brutal, will be playing. True. <laughs> I mean, she's amazing. Yeah, like she's the best. Isabella Stevenson, winner, like she's amazing. Um, but Judith Light will be playing Rosa Stevens, which is a character yes. from the musical. It's actually a character played agent. by both the Michael and Susan roles. Right. She is John's uh, agent. She, yeah. She's John's agent. Um, and then finally, the one that got both of us geeky out <sighs> yes. for multiple reasons, at least for me. I don't know if yours is multiple reasons. Mine is multiple reasons. But it was announced that Emmy-winning star of The West Wing, Bradley Whitford, has joined the cast as, wait for it, Stephen Joshua Sondheim. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley, we were just talking about Jonathan Larson yeah. and this show's connections to Sondheim yesterday, I think it yeah. was, when they announced the, uh, the, the, the choreographer. Correct. Um, and now, in some form or fashion, we have learned that the master himself, well, someone playing the master, Ish, will yeah. <laughs> be featured in the film. 
Um, for you being the Sondheim expert that you mm. are, do you want to give a real quick rundown of the relationship that Jonathan Larson and Stephen Sondheim had? Oh, well. <laughs> real quick. Uh, real quick. Uh, Jonathan Larson was regularly trying to get in contact with him while he was writing uh, his early works. And uh, in Tick, Tick, Boom, it, it, the one of the last parts of the show is that he gets a voicemail from Sondheim congratulating him on, I think it was a workshop that they had done, the workshop that they had done where they sing Come to Your Senses and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, and this is real life. Like they, this is real they life. actually yeah. play the real voicemail, right? Exactly. In productions of the show, yeah. So he hugely idolized him and was just you know really trying to get to be associated and work with him in whatever way and get him to hear his work. And of course, unfortunately, Jonathan Larson died young. Yeah, and as we talked about the other day, there's the connection with the song Sunday to Sunday in the right, Park yeah. with George. There's also in Johnny Can't Decide, also has connections with Sunday in the Park with George. Yes. Um, the whole premise lesson around... Lesson number eight, yeah. Yeah, lesson number eight. Um, Jonathan in the show is very much in a similar situation as Bobby and company. Correct. Getting ready to turn 30 as opposed to Bobby turning 35. A Bobby, than... a Bobby George mashup, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because... any, anything that Jonathan Larson was writing early on, he was, I wouldn't say he was trying to replicate Sondheim, but it no, was, cer- certainly it was certainly inspired. in his head. Yeah, absolutely. So very excited about this. We were talking about this before we recorded. We still have no idea who the hell's playing Michael, at least. I guess maybe it is Robin DeJesus. I went back and looked at all of the announcements, and none of them say he's playing Michael, which originally led me to think he wasn't playing Michael, because you would would mention that, but maybe he is. Um, And and I checked my IMDb Pro, and no one has a a name listed, which is pretty rare at this point. Other than Andrew Garfield. Right. Andrew Garfield does have John. Nobody else has it, which is surprising. So... Um, we do know that um, Vanessa Hudgens is not uh, playing Susan, though. Um, right. The other actress <clears throat> who plays Storm in the younger version of the X-Men movies, uh, she's playing at Susan, I'm guessing. I'm guessing? Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe yeah, Lynn's, maybe Lynn's all... playing. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I'd be into it. <laughs> Speaking of Lynn, before we move on real quick, oh I was catching up on the Good Place podcast recently, Ooh, um, and nice. I had saved an episode from over the summer during their hiatus when they talked to celebrity fans of the Good Place. And I listened to Lynn Manuel Miranda's episode on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, it was as delightful as you would imagine. Didn't know talk- that existed. Yeah, talk about uh, the podcast or Lynn's episode. Lynn's episode. I, oh, yeah, yeah. The podcast is on my long list. I feel like I'll listen to it all after The Good Place, yeah. sadly, concludes this week. Yeah, it, it's hosted by the actor who plays Sean. Um, no spoiler alerts on who Sean is. But no, yeah. um, but it was a really, really great episode. Really lovely. Talked a lot about Hamilton um, and also talked about his love of both The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So anyway, check that out. If and only if you are current up through season three. Of the good place because they do spoil things. Oh my god, um, yes, up there. So don't spoil anything for yourself. No, ever. Don't. No, it's so. Yeah, don't spoil anything. Uh, okay, next story, real quick. Also reported by Variety, we learned that Ethan Hawke will be directing a film adaptation of Tennessee Williams' most experimental show, Camino Real, a show which uh, Hawke actually starred in at the Williamstown Theater Festival back in 1999. Hawke described the show as part rock opera 
and Park waiting for Godot, in part waiting for Godot, he said, quote, I've been obsessed with the piece for years. What I think Tennessee was going was trying to do, cinema has caught up to and can do better. It's not dissimilar to what Baz Luhrmann was aspiring to on Moulin Rouge. It's just more spiritual. The play follows a young American named Kilroy, which Hawk played back in 1999, um, as he encounters a broad range of colorful characters, some of whom, such as Don Quixote, Esmeralda, and Casanova, are drawn from history, literature, and myth. And here's something I didn't know, Ashley. Apparently, Tennessee Williams was Ethan Hawke's great uncle on his father's side. I feel like I, I probably around the time like First Reformed came to, came out or something. I feel like I heard that on the Tweety, but it was a shock to me at the time. Yeah. And now what I think is super interesting is Ethan Hawke is known kind of for his film things and just being like a super cool hardworking actor who's really kind of embraced sure. who he is but anytime he's done something on stage he's done a lot of sam shepherd both as a director and oh, yeah. as an actor um he's phenomenal like i saw he's great uh, true west and even though i didn't love the production right. i thought he was super compelling Ditto. Yeah. um and that so anyway this should be very interesting and finally in this section following quote unquote productions of heather's and Carrie in previous seasons. The CW show Riverdale will be taking on another musical this season, which will again be directed by the character in the show of Kevin Keller, who is played in by real-life musical theater actor Casey Cott, the brother of Corey Cott, whom we'll be talking about here in a minute. This time, believe it or not, they will be doing Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, the episode will air on April 8th on the CW. Um, I have not, I've, I've watched, I have actually watched the musical previous performances, but I've just fast forwarded through the performances. Um, it's super weird, but they embrace it. It's campy as you can get. Um, and apparently there's a Riverdale spinoff called Katie, Katie Keene. Correct. Um, which will Filming be starring now in New York. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it'll be starring Lucy Hale and features former Tell Me More guest Daphne Rubin Vega and Bernadette Peters, whom I interviewed pre Tell Me More, or she would have been a Tell Me More guest. Uh, that will focus apparently on a Broadway musical all season. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the characters is an aspiring musical theater actor. Um, so that actually premieres on the CW on February 6th. So maybe we'll yes. be talking about that a little bit more. Yeah. What a weird choice. for. <laughs> but I, it kind of fits with the show. I don't know much about Riverdale other than yeah. what others have said and have reacted to. And it's not necessarily in a good light, those reactions. It's, I watched one episode okay. and that's all I, I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. I can't fathom them cast or, you know, putting characters where they should be in even a faux production of Hedwig. It's well, a little apparently, worrisome. apparently what it is in the, the plot description for the episode after apparently Carrie and Heather's did not go well. People might have died. I think there were cults involved or something. Mm, um, yep, they decided. Yeah, they decided not to do a show this season, but instead a variety show. However, one of the students was denied the ability to sing um, a song from Hedwig. So they banded together to overrule the principal and everybody decided to sing songs from Hedwig. Mm. So I don't know if they're doing a full production or if they're all just okay. doing songs, all right. which makes it a little less problematic. But apparently sure. uh, 
Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who's the executive producer, um, who was a playwright, he was the book doctor that came in to try to fix the Spider-Man musical. Yeah. Um, when they were well, deciding what to do we, with we the all, musical, we all episode, have our our good days yeah. and bad days. Yeah. Uh, but he's a great playwright. He yes, wrote he a follow up to um this uh, uh to the Crucible, um, which is really really good. Um, Abigail sixteen something or other. Um, but anyway, he they learned that Stephen Trask was actually a fan of Riverdale, and that's when they decided to do Hedwig and oh, try to figure right. out how to make okay. it work. But mm, anyway, we'll find way out. too much time, yeah. way too much time on Riverdale. But <laughs> uh, let's get into some other news uh, a little bit more quickly, Ashley, and it's uh, a bunch of concert news. Yesterday, we learned that Emmy winner, Grammy nominee, Broadway alum, and the Masked Singer season two champion oh, baby, Wayne Brady, <laughs> will be making his Cafe Carlisle debut this spring with shows from April 14th through the 18th. Then we also learned that Broadway favorites Norm Lewis, Laura Osnes, the aforementioned Corey Cott, Danae Benton, Isaac Powell, and Ali Stroker will all be featured in the 2020-2021 New York pop season at Carnegie Hall. The season will open up with one night only, colon, an evening with Norm Lewis on October 16th. Then on November 13th, This Land Was Made for You and Me, featuring Danae Benton and Corey Cott. Then Mary and Bright on December 18th and 19th, featuring uh, Laura Osnes. Then on uh, March 5th of 2021, the New York Pops Variety Hour will feature Isaac Powell and Ali Stroker. And finally, we also learned yesterday that the 92nd Street Y's upcoming lyrics and lyricist performance or, or run will honor the late Jerry Herman next month. The show will feature some uh, fantastic stars, Quentin Earl Darrington, Katie Huffman, Brian Ha, Marie Parham, Ryan Vanna, and additional cast to be announced. The show will also be conceived and music directed by Andy Einhorn, who was the MD for the... Um, uh, for the Tony winning revival of Hello Dolly uh, recently. And Katie Huffman, Tony winner, who is in the show, will also be the director um, for this run. Um, it will run from February 22nd through February 24th. I love 92 Wise lyrics and lyricist series. It's Me one too. Of my favorites. Absolutely. Yeah. I went to, what was the Sondheim one? Wordplay? Yes, Wordplay last year. Um, very good. Uh, okay. So let's wrap up, actually, the show with some very limited run news, um, sometimes mostly only one or two days. Um, the first news yesterday, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS announced the dates for their 30th anniversary of Broadway Bears. The show will be coming to you in two performances, as always, uh, on Sunday, June 21st at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Shows will be at 9.30 p.m. and at midnight Um Tickets range from $75 to $3,000 for you to get all of the uh, stripper like spectacular many package. other tickets on Broadway. <laughs> yes, that's very true. <laughs> um, then next up, we learned that Audible Theater will pre be presenting two nights only of Dan Rather's Stories of a Lifetime at the Minetta Lane Theater. This, of course, will be part of their program to do really 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 short runs of one or two person shows then to record them and put them on their which audio streaming really services cool so yeah far. i got alan amazing. cummings legal immigrant which is amazingly done I, it is i saw it at uh, joe's pub it was saw so, it at joe's so loved yeah. it couldn't wait for a recording of it and audible did a great job very cool this one will be happening on tuesday february 18th and wednesday february 19th at 7 p.m 
And finally, what is a very interesting story from our friend Mark Hirschberg over at Forbes. <laughs> Yesterday, he reported, uh, it was actually uh, on, on Monday, he reported, and I just saw it, um, that the very eclectic team of director Darko Treznik, um, writer Joe DiPietro, book writer, and the frontman for the indie pop band Fun, Nate Roos, are collaborating on a new musical together, and it's a it's a musical for young audiences. They are adapting the Dr. Seuss book "If I Ran the Circus" uh, into a musical. It tells the tale of a little boy who tries to recreate his father's favorite circus in an effort to bring him home and reunite his fragmented family. Aww. Um, so Nate Roos, I do not believe any relation to Dr. Seuss. It's a uh, R E. Or S-E-U-S-S-R-U-E-S-S. Yeah, people whose names are completely different are often related. Well, Dr. Seuss is not his real name, so I'm just making sure Theodore Geisel is his real name. Well, um, that is certainly not, Matt. Look, people with their stage names are very particular. I'm just yeah, saying. it's true, it's true. Alan Henry, not his real name. Oh just my god! Out there, anyway. Ashley just, Steves is unfortunately my real name. Yeah, A- Alan Henry. Is the real name just first name, middle name? But anyway, mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently they did a private industry reading of the show in Manhattan last week. Um, a Broadway producer, actually, who was in attendance, said, "Quote: I assume that it is trying to go to Broadway." So who hmm. knows? I like fun. I mean, the band and just fun in general. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, they did Big the song "We Are Young." Um, yeah. That's uh, they're actually like good stuff. Apparently, Bruce's uncle was a Broadway actor and performer, so he was uh, he grew up kind of watching that stuff, and that really kind of shaped him. And as I have said multiple, multiple times, I love Darko Treznik. Um, it's not his name is not as good as Morch von Stupnagel, but it's close. <laughs> no one says, yeah. Nope. I love this. I'm always here for any content that is uh, catered to a younger audience, trying to get them in the doors to see whether it's a Broadway musical or a musical of any kind, or even a play of any kind, as hard as that may be. So whether this ends up on Broadway or not, I'm you know it's got at least one big big ish name behind it. So that's exciting. Right, Darko. Um, yeah, Darko. Darko Tresnik. <laughs> look, even if it's not super successful, like, Susical is done all over the place. Um, and Susical and Susical Jr. as well. Right. Well, yeah, in some form or fashion, Susical, yeah, yeah it is totally, totally, um, you know, a, a very successful show that might not have had a great life on Broadway. Uh, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell notwithstanding. So, well, uh, anyway. <laughs> I wasn't saying that in a bad way. She, I'm sure she sold some tickets. Oh um, yeah, you would think so. I love me some, love me some Kevin Chamberlain. Talk show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find thou? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. The correct response. You can find the, but whatever. The, um, shut it's up. fine. You can also head over to Patreon.com/slash Broadway Radio to get exclusive interviews to my yet unnamed but very heavily teased Tony winning guest and Eden Espinosa later this week. And don't forget to binge all eight episodes of Welcome to the Rock at CFAPod.com. Have a great hump day, everybody, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. 